Welcome to the Clean Air Report Ghana. In this edition, air pollution threatens more than just our health. It's also a looming threat to our food supply. An elderly man appears to die in his sleep. But closed circuit camera shows the killer was smoke from his neighbor's waste burning. And we get some expert advice on how to minimize the impact of air pollution on children. I'm Winifred Latte, and this is Clean Air Reports Ghana, a collaboration between new narratives and leading Ghanaian newsrooms. We know air pollution is a direct threat to our health, killing nearly 30,000 Ghanaians every year and making many more sick. But what if I told you that air pollution can also lead to food shortages, farming, and political instability? In this report for Sassy Radio, I found the World Bank forecast that air pollution will cut yam production in Ghana by nearly 70% by 2080. Rice and maize yields could also drop by 25% within 25 years. Many farmers and government officials are worried. Agriculture is the lifeblood of our nation. Every four out of five Ghanaian workers are employed in the sector. It contributes significantly to our economic outputs. But it is in peril, and the reasons for this unsettling imbalance are air pollution and its detrimental effect on food production. Air pollution is a growing problem across the world. According to the United Nations Development Programme, air pollution is the greatest environmental and public health risk in Ghana. Until now, most attention has been paid to the impact on people's health in cities. But experts say the problem is posing a silent threat that could have even more serious consequences by impacting our food security. Air pollution harms livestock, reduces crop yields, and increases the cost of production by increasing the needs for pesticides and fertilizers. But it can also have a more far-reaching impact, according to agricultural economist Philemon Tete-Ado. Okay, so the thing about air pollution's impact on the agricultural industry is that it can have a negative economic implication, such as one, reduced crop yields, two, lower incomes, three, higher production costs, obviously, lower competitiveness, and also increased vulnerability, which will in turn increase the cost of distribution by damaging infrastructure, equipment, and human health. Such pollutions can also affect the competitiveness of the agricultural industry by lowering the quality and safety of food products, which can also reduce consumers' demand and market access. Pollution can also increase energy consumption. During food production, these costs are ultimately borne by consumers who pay higher prices for food, or by the taxpayers who subsidize food production or environmental protection efforts. Ghana has historically relied heavily on agriculture, it currently accounts for about 20% of the economy. In recent decades, the government has pushed the economy away from being agriculture-led to a more diversified service and industry-focused. Still, agriculture is the country's biggest employer, 
accounting for four in every five Ghanaian jobs. The most obvious toll of air pollution is on farmers' health, and the consequences are devastating. Farmers like Jafat are exposed to pollution from burning and also airborne pollutants from dust, pesticides, and pollutants in the acts of their work. Dr. Alexander Kwateng with the Department of Biochemistry at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology tells me on phone that these pollutants are a leading cause of respiratory diseases and can exacerbate other illnesses. In some respects, if you are exposed that once you have a lot of acid rains that is falling on the crops and then of course other things that you have and uh, uh, its impact on the individuals becomes a bit difficult mm. uh, to really uh, solve at the end of the day. And we know for sure that uh, uh, one of the things that sometimes we don't think about it, that some of these horrible acidic grains or its impact can even have psychological or mental health issues associated with the individual. Like all countries around the world, Ghana is now facing a range of environmental crises all at once, experts warn that air pollution must rise to the top of the list of priorities for a range of reasons. Foremost amongst them is protection of the food supply. Every day, Thousands of Ghanaians dispose of their domestic waste by burning it in the open. Many say they have no choice. Either there is no public waste collection or it's too expensive. The result is polluted neighborhoods and sickened residents. Albert Opongansa of the Ghana News Agency reported on the sad discovery by one family that waste burning had killed their father. I was told that Dr. Torrell was sleeping in his room and the room was apparently inundated with smoke. And as a result of that, he suffocated and died. The man was an asthmatic and he had asthmatic condition. And that was one of the reasons why that issue occurred. There are many like that we don't get to hear of their cases. There are others who also have different kinds of conditions. Experts are telling us that some stroke are even caused by breathing in bad air. Now, how can this death be reduced? I think all of us have a stake in it. Government has a stake and individuals also have a stake. I drive around town and I see people engaging in open burning almost every at every corner. By law, we are not supposed to engage in burning. So we have to be responsible and make sure that we dispose our waste at the appropriate place or we give our waste to the appropriate people in order for it to be disposed. So that is on the personal level. For government, government needs to ensure that the requisite structures are there to receive this kind of waste and then it is processed into, for instance, organic fertilizer which the agric planting for food and jobs farmers can use. Where in Ghana are these deaths recorded? Experts are telling us that the urban centers are where these deaths occur. So an example is in Accra. We see the number of vehicles in Accra. 
and then the quantum of emission they generate and majority of it is inhaled by people once these emissions mixes up with the air we cannot see with our eyes so everybody is breathing in this bad air i call it so urban centers are, are mostly areas that pollution occurs or high levels of pollution occurs and these deaths also occurs Albert, in your reporting, you did a lot of interviews. You heard stories of people who are directly affected by air pollution. Which stories stood out to you the most? In the course of my reportage, a number of things have come up strongly. But one which strikes me the most is the lady I interviewed, a single mother who is paid $50 a month. And she uses nearly half of or more than half of what she earns to buy drugs for her kids. Because in a month they get sick and they, they have to, she has to go to the, to the drugstore pharmacy. That is after going to hospital. If they don't get some of the drugs, she has to go to the drugstore or pharmacy to go and buy the supplementary medication for the children. Aside that, the children are also missing lessons. So they don't have enough contact hours with their teachers and they, 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 their class flow is distorted and they are losing out. So these are some of the things that, that stood out for me. I think air pollution is a serious issue. It has serious economic burden on, on the nation aside the health aspect as well. So it's important we all deal with it from our respective levels. Thank you, Albert, for your reporting. That was Albert Opong Ansar of the Ghana News Agency. To tell us more about the health impact of air pollution and how we can protect ourselves, I'm joined today by Dr. Sandra Kwating Owusu. She's a pediatric pulmonologist, meaning she specializes in lung issues in children at the Konfuanochi Teaching Hospital in Kumase. She's also a lecturer at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. Air pollution occurs when, through man's activities, we get exposed to um, substances that are inhaled. So, for instance, as far as the respiratory system is concerned, when we breathe in air that contains significant amounts of what we call particulate matter, so particulate matter, very, very tiny substances, much tinier than a hair strand, and um, substances called particulate matter 2.5 and particulate matter 10, or other gaseous chemicals such as nitrox oxide and sulfur dioxide have become important for us to study. So the airways, our breathing tubes, have been structured such that naturally it doesn't allow certain substances to be filtered through. So the whole respiratory tree has a very good filtration system. So for instance, the beginning of the respiratory system, which is our nostrils, um, allows bigger substances. You would see that every morning when you wake up you and you, you um, sneeze, you find some substances coming out. The nostrils have hairs in it, which traps 
bigger substances and doesn't allow it to go beyond the extent of the nose. And then there's the other aspect of the airways that follows. So, I mean, I won't complicate it, but there's a track here and there's the left and right main bronchi. All of them are like big tubes which air moves through. Then air that is moving through goes all the way down to the last part of the filtration system where gas is exchanged. So at the very terminal part, any substance that is more than five uh, microns will not go beyond. So particulate matter 2.5 is much, much tinier and will go beyond the last part of the filtration system. And that is where the problem is. So man's activities, agriculture, transportation, building, uh, dust that is produced are all sources of air pollution. Um, you would find that when there's very heavy um, traffic in certain areas, the fumes from the exhaust of most vehicles, some particulate matter is produced that may be less than 2.5 microns. And then um, when we burn our waste, when we burn substances like coils, mosquito coils, they are able to produce particulate matter, some of which may be less than the size of your hair strand. And if it is so, then we can breathe it in to the very last part of the filtration system of our airways. And that is where the problem is. So when you have constantly been exposed to anything that is less than five microns and for that reason can go beyond the last part of the filtration system, then potentially it can cause harm to the breathing system because these substances are not meant to be in there. They are not meant to be inhaled because they can affect the function of the airways, the respiratory system. Are children particularly vulnerable and who else is most at risk? From our point of view as pediatricians, we know that children are still growing. Every part of the body is growing. And especially also now we have, research has shown that for young children, the respiratory system continues to grow up until age 12. That means that for children, we would say they are vulnerable, they are at risk of respiratory problems. And we know that in young age, a lot of children come down with a lot of respiratory issues. Some of them basically infections and would resolve, would not harm them per se, especially the viral infection. However, we also know that, for instance, research has also shown that in lower middle income countries, including Ghana, there's a rise of respiratory conditions, one of which is called asthma. So although we know that asthma would start in childhood, now we know that almost 10% of children in between 14, 12 and 14 years have asthma from our studies, which was not the case um, 10 years ago. And so we would say that in, in lower middle income countries, the prevalence of asthma in childhood is rising. And we can attribute some of these findings to environmental sources. So 
Asthma, for instance, is one disease condition that is highly dependent on the environment. When children are constantly exposed to these environmental pollutants, then their risk of developing asthma becomes much higher. So you may have two children who are all genetically predisposed to developing asthma. And let's say one of them lives in an urban area which may be highly polluted, and then the other will live in a typical farmland area with very little pollution. The one who lives in the urban area is likely to show express asthma as a disease because the environment has changed. Something in the environment is making the asthma show as compared to a child who lives in a smaller town, a much more less polluted area, which exposures are not so much. That child would not show asthma so quickly. Finally, Doc, what are your recommendations for policymakers and individuals to address the issue of air pollution? We need to start from the practical steps. We need to do practical things. So step one, for instance, is for all of us to work together. We need to begin to work together and, and, and say that it is not one person's problem. It is a global issue. It is a nationwide issue. So I think it's working together, beginning to look at school environment. That's one thing that I'm very passionate about, making the school environment safe for the children because you know, children spend about eight hours in school. So if I, I met a policymaker and, I, and they asked me, what should you, what can we do? I'll say, let's start from the school environment. Let's put AstroTurf on the school fields so that when the children play, the amount of dust that they inhale is less. Let's pave some of the roads that leads to some of the schools. Children can have face masks available. So all those are practical things that I, I think we can do. Plant more trees, for instance, on the school compound as applicable to make less pollution uh, a source in, on the school compound. Thank you so much for your insights, Doc. That was Dr. Sandra Usukwating of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. Tema is one of the busiest cities in Ghana, thanks to the ports and the many businesses and factories there. That makes it a hotspot for air pollution, according to experts. Elizabeth Ejin of Peace FM has been reporting on how residents in Tema battle for clean air. In my story, I said Tema is one of the polluted cities. That's according to aspects. And with what I also went to, to, to see, I realized that it's, 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 it's actually one of the most polluted cities because of the factories over there. There are major factories in Tema. We have the Ferro Fabric, Valco, Tema Oil Refinery, Centio Ceramics, and then Centio Steel. And these factories produces fumes kind of fumes which pollutes the air so much and that makes that place very polluted. In your reporting, you interviewed a number of people. Which of their stories touched you the most? In in my story, I interviewed quite a number of people, but the one that touched me the most is, is a taxi driver called Richard Aqua. He's a taxi driver. He uses that stretch to my industrial area stretch through and through. He has been working for like five to 10 years as a taxi driver. And <laughs> since he started working there, he started developing these lung diseases, this lung disease kind of. So he went to the hospital 
spoke to a doctor and the doctor asked him to, to, for him to be able to be okay, he has to stop working on that street because of the dust, the, there's a rough road in the Tema industrial area because of the dust on the rough road and then the, the industries itself, the fumes that comes out of it. The doctor advised that he quits the job and then gets maybe another, quite a different job that will make him not use that stretch. But Richard cannot stop the job. He, he, he said he can't stop the job because that is what he, he does to, to, for, for the living. That's what he does to cater for his family. And it's, 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 it was so, it was, I was, I was so saddened. I was so saddened about, um, Richard's story. station. I'm a taxi driver at Corn Station. The air pollution issue here is very worrisome. Most of the time, we use nose masks to prevent the inhalation of dust in the atmosphere because our roads are in very bad shape. If an asthmatic person sits in the car, the dust from the road worries them a lot and worsens their sickness by the time they alight from the car. We will appreciate if there is a way to help reduce the dust issue for us. I have been to the hospital several times. Doctors have warned about the dust on the road and have asked me to stop driving. But then, there is no other job to do, so I still drive and use the nose mask to prevent the dust from entering our systems. There are also factories in the area which produce the air with the smoke from their operations. There are many companies in Tema which pollute the air by producing smoke which also affects us. Now, what are the main sources of air pollution in Tema? I would say the main source of air pollution is from the industries, the fumes that comes out of the industries. They pollute the air a lot. Also, the rough roads. The roads, the roads in the industrial area are not tarred, so they produce dust. Which also, which also cause air pollution. People that sells along that road always complain of finding it difficult to breathe and other stuff. And then also the, the, the fumes from the vehicles. You know, Tema is a busy town. There are more cars that uses Tema stretch. Yeah. So I'll say these are, but the main source is the fumes from the industries. Mm. Now, how is this directly affecting the health of people living in the community? Okay, so I, I, I got to interview a physician at Kolobutijin Hospital. He's called Dr. Henry Kusi Apia. So I spoke with him and then he said that, um, 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 this exposure to industrial fumes, they, 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 they contain high levels of noxious gases such as carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, and nitro oxide, which can lead to short or long-term effects on the body. And he mentioned some sicknesses like asthma, diabetes, stroke, um, heart diseases, lung diseases. He mentioned a, a whole lot of respiratory diseases, yeah. Thank you for your insights, Elizabeth. You're welcome.
that wraps up today's episode of Clean Air Report Ghana. Join us next time as we continue our exploration of the impact of air pollution on various aspects of our lives. Until then, breathe cleanly and stay informed. Thanks for listening. The program is a collaboration with new narratives with reporters from leading newsrooms across the country. Funding was provided by the Clean Air Fund. If you have a story suggestion or want to let us know what you think of the program, text us at WhatsApp number 053-417-7313. You can also follow our work at New Narratives on X platform and Facebook and at our website www.newnarratives.org.